0: If I am underdressed, I'm comfortable. Oh, I... Yes. (laughs) The pants are off and we are ready to record. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? Pretty all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. I've been thinking a lot about aliens. I bet you have. Have you met any aliens before? Have you seen any aliens? Well, you know, sometimes when I see a movie, but then I haven't seen it for 20 years, and Mm -hmm. then I think back, I think, did that really happen? (laughs) sometimes i see a scooby-doo episode
1: when i'm nine years old and then mm-hmm. when i'm 24 think wait did that happen to me
0: yeah i think was i on the fateful crew of the nosferatu <laughs> and i met a balian <laughs> i feel so
1: i feel We're so sad to- for you you like going you like go and see titanic and then 20 years later start crying because you remember that you weren't able to let him stay on the on the <laughs> door <laughs>
0: That did happen to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I must have told you about that. Uh, because I'm like, I'll always remember you. But mm-hmm. how can I remember if I do not let you go? <laughs> do you remember that part where he was all like, I'm king of the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I was actually there. That was me that said that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that it ended like that. Yeah, it's so sad that we had such a
1: beautiful love story. But then I died.
0: I'm sorry you had to die in the ocean. And I'm sorry that an alien had to kiss my lungs and then burst out. <laughs> And then, and, but then also that I escaped the ship because I was also everybody else on the ship.
1: I really like that time when uh, I dressed up my alien friend in a bunch of clothes that I found yeah, in a yeah, closet to yeah. convince everybody that he was like some sort of scary grandma.
0: He was really cute. Was like that was a really good plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you were able to do that.
1: Well, what I was going to say is I did meet some aliens. Did you? Mm-hmm. I met some aliens last week. And the interesting thing about these aliens, yeah. they were all from the same planet and they were like humans in a lot of ways except that all of their limbs were just one of our limbs repeated every time. What? But there were lots of different... Kinds and I got to hang out with all of them. There yeah. was there was a
0: group that just had five heads, and all the heads would talk and they would roll, but they were all the same. Did they talk simultaneously, or did they have conversations amongst themselves?
1: It's well, it would depend from person to person, but one of my favorites that I saw each of their heads kind of handled a different kind of communication. Uh-huh. All the all the love language actually. Oh, that's cool. yeah, was that's how really it was nice. Split. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I so when we were giving gifts, one of the heads would
0: talk. Well, this sounds great. I mean, <laughs> I love that that you're sharing this, and that we're gonna have to either go to jail or vanish for. <laughs> you know sharing the beautiful truth of this
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw a group of people that were entirely elbows actually they mm. were they were just like a they were like 5 elbows i can relate protruding and then I only met one of these, uh-huh. but I was really, really, really surprised at how much I, I liked this particular person. They, they, had a, they had a tough time communicating.
0: But after walking around... That might be the cops. I think the cops are coming. You'd better tell me, like, well, okay, tell me the facts before the cops come. But
1: after walking around this, <laughs> this world for a while, I did, I met a leg man. I met a leg man.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay, bye, bye, everybody. That's a different kind of cop. I'll be in jail. <laughs> Four kinds of cops have converged on this <laughs> facility at the same time, and each of them's looking at the other one like, "Wait, which? Wait, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing?" The here? The alien cops
1: are just now realizing that it was a joke the whole time. The punk right. cops are like, "No, no, no, this is my domain."
0: Yeah, and it's serious. We you're do in, need to take them down. You're you're in our turf right now. <laughs> so so while they debate jurisdictions, mm-hmm, we have let's time talk to talk about f- Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, let's do the second half of the OVA. Welcome back to your two show, everybody. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, the OVA, the. Animal anime the film from 1996 (laughs) Japanese language only please (laughs) the Sonic OVA we're doing the second half of the OVA
1: so I assume if you're listening to this episode you've listened to the first half but just in case yep your two show is a show where we dig into all of the Sonic the Hedgehog media and we talk about our broader culture
0: through a Sonic lens that's right we address the pressing issues of how do you make a joke about a word from Sonic (laughs) week after grueling week we do the serious serious they work of the... trying
1: to make a terrible joke out of very few
0: materials and in this episode we're probably gonna have to talk about machine ethics for, uh, <laughs> and boy am i excited about it boy, i've are been we ready
1: i've been waiting for this opportunity on this podcast <laughs> just
0: ooh, just from the beginning i was getting uh pretty hyped as we were watching this i was like oh, caleb is gonna have some thoughts about this i would
1: like to say that from this point forward a brief warning about our podcast is that it is from now on a metal song fancast only used to be chuck and now it is purely metal sonic all the time i have a new favorite character and i will be talking about him constantly
0: perfect i love it i also have a new favorite character but you have to wait to find out who mine is uh
1: should i talk a little bit about what happened
0: yeah let me hold on i'm gonna put some like metallic reverb on our voices real quick (laughs) so that we can just inhabit the character of metal caleb and metal nick for a little bit, here we go, and there it is. Hello, I am Metal Caleb. Hello, I am Metal Nick. And we are here to destroy your
1: ears with this effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Is that your robot lap? Yeah, that's my robot laugh. Alright, I'll turn that back. okay, okay.
1: I will say, to be honest, I was confused about whether or not you were actually gonna do an effect, so I probably should have played it up a little more. That was a good joke that you tried to set up that I just didn't quite connect with. That's okay, it's
0: gonna work out in time. Okay, good. In post. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick recap. Recap me, baby.
1: It's the second half of the OVA, and we have just now entered Eggman Land.
0: The second half of the OVA, so it's a forward slash and then an A.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dot .hack forward slash A mm-hmm.
0: is this episode of Sonic. And what happened here?
1: So the three of them, that is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, yes. enter Eggman land because, as we surmised
0: after a few more minutes of the podcast, uh-huh.
1: they actually didn't realize that Metal Eggman was Eggman and
0: Sarah. Right. That was something we knew, but not something they knew. Yes. And they... it's hard for me to separate what I know from what Sonic knows because we're linked tele- telepathically.
1: And as we've already communicated, with in just a mere moment, I can forget that I was not the fictional character Exactly. I, was
0: I liked it when we walked up to the big mountain and it had... Uh, <laughs> Um, the big, the lit the light-up Eggman mustache shape, and mm-hmm. I liked it when we went down the hill into the bomb room. What
1: happened after that? So they went in, we went into the bomb room. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 I gotta, okay, wait, wait, wait. I gotta get this right again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic Tails and Knuckles went into the bomb room, and there was a big bomb also shaped like Eggman's face. Th- there's a timer going down, and it turns out this is what they went there to solve. Eggman must have been trying to get them to defuse a bomb that he, pretending to be metal Eggman, placed in his own city. Yes. So Eggman from the the beginning has set up his own city to explode, no matter what. Wow! Turns out this is a trap, as we knew from the very beginning of this yes. episode. It's a trap for Eggman to catch Sonic and download his personality and also all of his just general life files. Yeah. So that he can finish, he can put something inside of the Metal Sonic skeleton
0: that he's already created. Apparently, maybe Metal Sonic can't act until it has a personality mm-hmm. uh, uh placed into it. But it, and so they would refer to Sonic's data. Yes. I've got Sonic's data. And he keeps it on a CD-ROM. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. It's probably a Dreamcast disc, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Metal Sonic gets activated and begins a fight with Sonic. The entire Robotnik's, Robotnik's whole land, Eggman land, actually still gets blown up. Like, it still blows up and there's nothing left, but they're inside of a giant dome, and yeah. Metal Sonic and Sonic begin to fight. It becomes clear very quickly that they're actually pretty evenly matched. Yes. Eggman does reveal that this was his plan all along, so now Metal Eggman appears... Back up, And they're like, it's the ghost of Metal Eggman. He's he's here to defeat us. And then as soon as he arrives, he falls to pieces and Eggman and Sarah are inside. Yeah. And Sarah immediately explains like, no, 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 I wasn't. No, I I know this looks bad, but I wasn't. It wasn't me.
0: I I didn't know. (laughs) I was just in here.
1: (laughs) Sonic gets defeated by Metal Sonic pretty quickly and pretty easily there's this incredible move that metal sonic does where he so metal sonic the way that he does speed is not to run but just
0: to basically teleport around right he just like leans forward a little bit or his like chest kind of sticks out and then he choo, teleports dbz style like he, he has a, and it, it's a turbine
1: Yeah, it's a big turbine in his chest Like a
0: jet engine is his chest and when it spins up and blasts out like purple light for the first time it's just like yeah, that's awesome. It was
1: so cool. The action effects in this are the best that Sonic Sonic has ever looked. I it's gr- so, so cool. agree. And it makes Metal Sonic look intimidating, scary, and also, like, just a little weird. Yeah. But the, but the touches of the fact that he is Sonic are there. The way that he's teleporting around and moving around, the way they're fighting each other, they're doing it in a very similar way. Yes. And then Metal Sonic knocks him out with a hysterical move where he appears upside down, drops one of his legs at a 90-degree angle. Yep winds it backward a little bit and then just like slams it around knocking sonic just completely out of the stratosphere
0: flying swivel kick is amazing it's so it's so cool
1: it is like creepy it 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 manages to do all of the like scary puppet stuff that metal sonic is scariest for while still being kind of funny in a way that makes him
0: feel a little more like sonic yeah like it's playful but he's not you know he's not a humanoid. Like Mm -hmm. he isn't, he isn't a natural creature. He's got this robot body that he can use in a weird way. Well, I think the most interesting thing about that is like we, we
1: take a lot for granted when it comes to like human bodies fighting because there's (laughs) like a set amount of ways to use your body that we would think of and that Sonic would think of because it's the way you've always used your body. Right. When you're looking at Metal Sonic who is a robot, he has none of the same limitations that we do with regards to like orientation. Like there's no reason for him to not be upside down. Yeah. With regards to, exactly how you do a kick when you have that kind of fine motor control over your body and you were just born there's nothing limiting your creativity
0: right so he has Sonic's data, but he's like one of those AI, like learning how to walk mm-hmm. by like doing trial and error kind of things. And
1: so, for most yeah. of the time, he's not even moving his head because he doesn't really have to. Yeah, he is just teleporting around because he's doing the minimum amount that he needs to to defeat Sonic. And that is an example of it coming up in an interesting way that yes. the minimal amount he would need to do for a kick it makes a lot more sense to do a kick as if you are a rotating stick. Yeah, than or like a training. It's like one of those training like a train things. dummy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, then if you were an extra Person because an actual person kicking is like a really uh, inefficient, awkward move. Yeah. So, so take I, that, kids. I love talking about robots. Yeah, it's really good. So- <laughs> So, they Sonic loses the fight, and Tails and Knuckles retreat, yeah. because Tails flies after to try to find Sonic, but Knuckles says, like, there's no way we're going to catch up to him, we're not going to be able to do anything right now, we need to, like, regroup and figure out how to actually tackle this head-on. Yes. So, Tails and Knuckles return to their base, mm-hmm. where, on their way home, the Owl Man is accosted by Metal Sonic, who yeah. flies back to Sonic's home, goes to the Owl Dude who started us all on this adventure, yep. and forces him into all of Sonic's favorite clothes, which which are clothes that embody the way that every scene in the cafeteria of Amer- American Power Rangers looks.
0: Yes, like, exactly it's this like, big neon shirt and uh, pants and like different shoes. There's
1: like a big M on it, like it's McDonald's like it's got a McDonald's logo yeah, or something. It's really good. It's like a backwards hat uh, and Tails references
0: these clothes as being Sonic's favorite clothes, which I think is hysterical. It is really funny because he doesn't normally wear cl- like are these his sonic? Cl- are these his favorite clothes that he likes to dress other people up in? No, or does he on a casual day? Well, we put know on that. Shirt? Like, if he needs to go to a ball, he'll mm-hmm. put on his neon shirt and shorts. <laughs> well, yeah, whenever he needs to go do like a breakdancing competition. Yeah, exactly. We don't. <gasps> I know. Wait.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 that's that's one piece of elaborate blue. That's like you yes. break dance. Oh my clothes. god. <laughs> so. Tails enacts surprise when he sees the clothes on the owl. And yeah. he says, like, oh, why are you wearing those? Those are Sonic's favorite. He's going to be mad yeah. if he sees you wearing them. And the owl man says, no, Sonic came and made me wear his clothes. Right. And then he left. And now I love them. So he, like, is dancing around in them. Listening to the Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. so good. And... That makes Tails realize, oh, Metal Sonic must have done that because we know Sonic's not here. Right. Metal Sonic must have done that, and this means that not only did Metal Sonic download Sonic's information, but he is currently connected to Sonic's mind.
0: That was a curveball for me. Mm -hmm. I did not expect that. Me neither. I thought that you start from a similar data point and then deviate, but Mm -hmm. instead they're psychically linked. Yeah, somehow and, seeing things the other one is seeing. And,
1: like, and it seems to only be getting stronger. Yeah. And then Tails has the idea, okay, what if I push that to its logical conclusion and make their link as strong as possible? Because since, it seems like his idea is that since Metal Sonic is a robot, he might not be able to handle having the entirety of Sonic's brain mapped onto his. Yeah. So, Tails begins working on the watch that mm-hmm. Eggman gave him and explains to Knuckles that the watch is made out of the same technology as Metal Sonic, and so it'll give him some insight into how Metal Sonic works. Right.
0: He's like, these are all made out of the same parts, mm-hmm. so I can figure out how they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. It's okay. It's basically science. It's all Eggman technology. hmm
1: So, the, the twist comes when the mayor... Calls them the mayor yeah, king, the call- president, the president mayor king. <laughs> it is president, isn't it? Yeah, I'm it is. mayor king.
0: <laughs> Well, you we were, ta- we were talking about like Sonic being called by the mayor to help, and uh, then I started imagining like a Powerpuff Girls crossover. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little phone with a blinking red yeah. nose. Sonic, we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the
1: mayor king calls and he. <laughs> He explains his biggest fear about what Eggman is doing right now, which is that the icebergs linking all the continents
0: of the world uh so there's one giant there's one big glacier that connects all the continents of the land of sky and apparently if it melts there's... they'll spin out into space and everyone will die
1: there's kind of yeah there's like a pangea and this big block of block of ice is what's connecting them all in the center e- yes and so if that melts which it will because magma is already running through it but if it gets but it's explo- like
0: underneath so it's not melting all of it but if you break the seal if
1: you break this one particular pressure point mm-hmm. then it will explode everything yeah. tails immediately panicking goes don't Tell Sonic, which confused us for a yeah, second. Yeah, we didn't he's,
0: realize about the psychic connection. Yet.
1: Yeah, don't tell Sonic. And Sonic, who's already there yeah. because he's run back home, is like, oh, Tails, why am I not supposed to know that? And then immediately they get a notification that Metal Sonic has started running toward the North Pole. Yep. Meaning that the information that Sonic just got, Metal Sonic now has yeah. and is going to use it to actually cause this huge destruction. Honestly, a lot of the motivations here get a little bit confusing yeah. for me because it it's not really clear what Eggman's long-term goal was other than stopping Sonic. It's not really clear why the Mare King even brought this up in the first place, unless Eggman was planning on doing something like that already.
0: Well, we know that Eggman, he says, once the land of Sky is destroyed, that will just leave me and you, Sarah, and then we can get married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. begins the, like, just double down on perviness and treating the human woman with a monkey tail. Yes, But the human woman in this story as, like, an object to be coerced and won over and and so forth. And that got really frustrating.
1: Whoever boarded the first half didn't care about her tail as much as whoever boarded the second half. Yeah,
0: I didn't notice it until this one. (laughs) Because
1: in this one, her tail is just, like, in every shot. And she's put in a couple different outfits. Like, her regular outfit, which is already skimpy, gets torn up. And then later on, she's wearing, like, a really dramatic wedding dress with a big bow on the back. This is Aerith we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And... It turns out that Eggman, much like Bowser in the upcoming game, Mario Odyssey, has decided that his plan is to marry the Mare King's daughter. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm confused about this because uh, that didn't seem to be the motivation in the first one at all. There's n- a, No. It's clear that this
0: OVA was not actually all that worried
1: with this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It wasn't really worried about the details of people's motivations. Motivations and scenarios arise and, and pass. Over the course of this thing, and that is a little messy mm-hmm. in that regard. It's still good. Yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot for its action and the thing, the majority of the things that happen. But some of this stuff, that's just like. Can anime people just not <laughs> perv on a woman for right for
1: five minutes? That particular aspect of it is really gross. I was going to say, like, an excuse for the motivation stuff is that it's clear that whoever was working on this was really excited about the animation. Yeah. Like, really, really excited to work on these particular set pieces. Yeah, really the strong. That happened.
0: Cons- yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: that, so the, the script
0: was kind of just there to get us from cool animation moment to cool animation moment. Right. And to get to this, like, big like 10, 15 minute fight between Sonic and Metal Sonic, which is really cool.
1: But a side effect of them not obviously not having thought very hard about their story and not thinking super hard about a lot of their characters is that they are treating Sarah in this very typical anime way, especially for that time period. It has not gone away in anime by by any stretch of just like treating the one human-ish woman as if she is a target of the for the affection of every single character in this anime. (sighs) Yeah. Where by the end of it. All of these animal characters have at different times, like, uh, just mistreated her in a variety of ways, or, or considered her to be their object of affection, or the right. anime has forced her to, like, motivate them by pretending like she's gonna kiss them or something.
0: She gives Knuckles a little kiss and he turns pink and, like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I can do it now!
1: Now I am a hero! Right. It's gross, and I definitely do not want to ignore that because it's like. P- And this is something that has come up with a lot of the Sonic stuff we've watched where it's like, okay, it's like all of these animal friends fighting each other. And then one female character that they like treat just so poorly or treat only exclusively only as her relationship to other uh, the other male characters. And it's not even in the Sonic universe. It seems even worse than in a lot of other stuff I've seen because there's not even the like not even the passive drags of trying to like fake it. Like it hasn't even, there hasn't even been a little bit of the like, no, look, this is a tough, cool lady character, except right. like a little bit sometimes with Sonic X. And then there's been like some very mixed stuff with some recent Sonic boom that I've heard about. That's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Amy gets to hit something with a hammer and gets to be cool, but, more of the time, mm-hmm. she's just like pining over Sonic and trying to manipulate him into liking her. And even when she's hitting things with a hammer, oh. it's very often framed that the reason she's doing that is often Sonic. Exactly.
1: So, so, so it's crummy, and that
0: doesn't go away in this. It's I liked, still crummy here. I liked the beginning, like the introduction of Sarah. I was like, oh god, a human woman is in this one again. <laughs> and but then she's funny in the first half. Yeah, and has this weird relationship to Eggman that's like, okay, mm, fine. Well, because the. Impl- it, it falls apart. The
1: like, implication yeah. in the first half is that she's kind of used to Eggman. Yeah. She even starts, and she seems like she's turning the situation in her favor in a way that th- what I was thinking in the first half was that Eggman had taken her hostage kind of because
0: that's what you do. Yeah, like, exactly. Like but he, he didn't really know what to do with her. Yeah, like his right. whole
1: goal was Sonic, but he was just like, uh, I guess this is what being a hostage looks like as I sit and play video games with you exactly. while we wait for Sonic to die.
0: <laughs> Which gives him a little bit of like innocence or naivete and just right. like, okay, you're. You're enacting the role of bad guy. But you don't really know how to do it. You don't know what to do. And actually, as we've covered before, like, Eggman kind of just wants to be noticed mm-hmm. and to p- have friends and to get attention from people. And he, he does that in the beginning. And then it becomes sort of simplified and more, like, violent and gross as the thing goes on.
1: Yeah, because in, because they needed to up the stakes. Yeah. And they needed up the stakes and so they did it in a lazy way. Yeah if the stakes are just Eggman defeating sonic then he's kind of done it like if he had just left metal sonic and sonic to fight it seemed like oh metal sonic's just gonna win right he is sonic without a morality system yet yeah like he's sonic without limits and he's sonic without laziness which, yeah. I, which I really want to talk about because okay, i think cool. it's an important part yeah, right. but he apparently because the they wanted to make it feel like earth shattering they had to elevate what he actually wanted into something that was going to like destroy the whole world right and that was not built into the first half nope because the first half was mostly like funny and it was mostly like oh he's trying to make metal sonic yeah and i'm interested to talk a little bit about like what could possibly be a like greater justification for why he'd actually want to destroy the world but it seems like they just want us to think it's because he wanted to live alone in his like vast mechanical empire with the only girl that he
0: knows yeah and it doesn't seem to go much deeper than that Mm -hmm. which is a shame and it is fine i mean it's one of these like as it's happening we're going come on don't all right whatever and then something fun and cool happens that doesn't involve this piece of the story Mm -hmm. and it's like okay cool again but it keeps this it the whole last section of this felt really muddy Mm -hmm. and a lot it was made significantly worse for me yes. by how often it cut to Sarah being mistreated or something. The worst example of that not the worst, but the most pointed example being when Sarah has been punching Metal Sonic, like distracting him almost, mm-hmm. and then they knocks Metal Sonic away. Tails goes over and grabs Sonic, Sonic turns away from Sarah and says, Thanks, Tails. Yeah. It's so and strange. Like, what? On Earth, is that about? If she was buying time for them the whole time, she was there and participating, and they just ignore her, and it made that like you really are just neglecting her mm-hmm. and mistreating her, like at a fundamental level, to where you can't even thank her for participating in the fight. Yes,
1: yeah, because weird. because the writers and the
0: animators were not thinking about her they really weren't like it it's there's nothing more obvious than than Mm -hmm. that moment of just like wow she's in the shot yeah
1: and if i had (laughs) if i and if i have one criticism for this because again i would like to say this is one of my favorite pieces of sonic media we've seen yeah because i I did really really like the visuals i did like the way that they did some passive characterization of some of the characters that are uh more established in the canon Mm -hmm. at least the heroes Mm -hmm. but it seemed like it could have used another few drafts yeah it's it's i bet you could have hit a lot of these same notes and still done a lot of the same cool visuals if you had just thought a little bit harder about the effects of your story and a little bit harder about the um About what your story means. Right. And I understand if you're trying to make a cool animation and you're making a thing for kids, it's easy to explain away like, oh, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. I don't have to think too hard about that stuff because the point is that I'm making something fun and cool. Right. But, which we talk about a lot, there are ramifications
0: to every choice you make when Mm -hmm. you make art. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to see the OVA think about it a little more. Absolutely. And as a creator, if you ever catch yourself going like, well... I mean, there, you know, you start from wherever you start. Mm-hmm. But if you've invested, like, years into making a thing and your explanation for something happening, is just like, I don't know, I just thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Like, at a certain point, you do need to investigate and interrogate what you're working on. And there yes. are a lot of creators I've been thinking about lately, um, specifically David Lynch, who I don't want to talk about very much more right now. Mm-hmm. But he's he keeps saying, like, I'm just interested in these, like, ideas or these images or whatever and it's like yeah well some of the images you seem to be interested in are real unkind to women and you keep doing it over yeah. and over and over again it's not okay to just say i just thought it was interesting like yeah your it's interest not okay is to, not an excuse and it's not okay to say we just wanted it to be fun mm-hmm. because like the wolfenstein 2 whatever thing that came out this week where they m- made an ad about like attacking nazis in america but mm-hmm. then we're like well we didn't mean it to be political we just wanted it to be fun it's like what are you talking about? Especially because they got so much praise for right, at least in our circles. We're for like, that, this commercial. is great, and they're like, "Well, we don't want to. We don't want you to think we did too good a job here." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, those are unrelated topics, but related to the idea mm-hmm. of like you can say, "Well, I just want to make a cool fight." Yeah, but then don't put this garbage in it yeah exactly find a way to make the cool fight and not be a piece of garbage and I know it must be lonely drawing pictures of Sonic all day long and (laughs) you want to draw a human woman but Uh just draw her and put her to the side Uh of the moon like take her like or draw her and make her cool, yes, like exactly. make her an interesting character who mm-hmm. like does manipulate Eggman in a funny way yeah. and is above the fray as she sort of starts out being. Like yes. she's like nothing bad's gonna happen to me. I'm gonna be okay. I can d- I can handle myself around Eggman. Yeah, and then even she it still continues that off and on throughout. But then at the end, she never seems particularly scared by him. Right, though. she's not scared. But then it, but then it becomes to it starts to feel like she's just not really paying that much attention and that she's not thinking that hard either mm-hmm. until at the very end having been impressed by sonic's defeat of the robot to then declare like marry me now sonic, sonic. marry me now and yeah. it's like that the note that this thing lands on yeah i'll t- i'll get there real quick okay well yeah so metal sonic
1: beats sonic to the north pole and does blow up the icebergs and i like that
0: yeah they say oh if he blows up the icebergs the whole world will explode and then he just does it and right. it's like cool and they don't <laughs> ever really fix that not in a way that we ever see he just does it and then that shot of him like in the glowing orange and he's looking down at the camera Uh, like i just i just did it i've done it
1: yeah so so (laughs) they fight again sonic and metal sonic fight again it is still this like uh repetitive they talk sonic says like this is a weird feeling because i know you know everything i'm going to do but i also know everything you're going to do and that feels very strange yeah which i liked that touch of yeah. having sonic mention this is a weird feeling yeah because that would be really weird to suddenly know exactly what the person across from you is going to mm-hmm. say and and or what they're going to do or how they're going to punch you yeah and so they are kind of at a standstill they are fighting around this giant iceberg until uh, tails and knuckles start getting in there and start winning yeah uh, they start com- they start fighting as well, and then when Sarah joins in as well to distract him, yeah, they start defeating him, and they eventually do. While Eggman is doing his typical thing of just sort of, like, hovering in the background and not yes. contributing at
0: all, yeah. Sonic's friends are what turn the tide. Right. Tails remembers to activate his watch thing that he's he's like, oh, wait, I was supposed to turn this on, mm-hmm. and that kind of fries Metal Sonic and makes him vulnerable for a second.
1: Yes, and so Sonic knocks him away, yeah. he comes back, but now he's, like, a little bit weaker. They are... Uh, They fight for a while until Metal Sonic falls down into one of these magma pits and starts fall... Like, the latter half of him kind of falls into lava Mm -hmm. and so he's trying to, like, climb out and Sonic immediately switches into, like, grab my hand, like, let me get you out of here. Right. Which, they didn't... They didn't touch on this very hard. Right. I would like to say, Sonic was probably literally feeling that, right?
0: Like... I was thinking about that,
1: too. Sonic was
0: potentially actually feeling being pulled into the lava himself. This very clear illustration of the fact that Sonic is receiving Metal Sonic's sensory input. Mm -hmm. Again, pervy. Yeah, because
1: there's a point where Metal Sonic is looking up sarah's
0: skirt right And And sonic's like embarrassed embarrassed and trying to turn away but he can't and Mm -hmm. and, you know but that shows us that they are directly like sensorially connected in some to some degree yeah so yeah he's feeling his own legs burn off in the magma or and even if it's not even if it's not
1: like literal nerve feeling because it is a like a robot that might not be feeling directly in a way that it could transfer he's still experiencing staring into his own eyes as he dies yeah like he's he is like imagine you watching yourself while you're dying Ugh. and then realizing that the only way that you were going to save yourself is if you made the decision to do it so, so there's this like touch of like if i don't save him i'm gonna have to always have this memory of watching myself not save him yeah like which is a bizarre thing right. And they don't really hammer that home in the episode but i think that's pretty clear that's what's happening it happens really quick mm-hmm. and and
0: uh, that's
1: not what they want to dwell on, yeah. but it's absolutely there. And Sonic is yelling, like, grab like, my hand, grab come my... on, come on. And then Knuckles grabs him and is like, no, he'll just hug you in. But uh, then... They're about to grab hands, yeah. and Metal Sonic smacks Sonic's hand away. Yeah. And Sonic is like, oh, wh- what? what? And then Metal Sonic, you know, while he's being eaten by the lava, says the only thing he says in the yep. whole episode, which is, there is only one Sonic. Yeah. And then he dies. Ooh. He's consumed by the magma as it Mm -hmm. rises up. And so then they escape. They stop Eggman, uh, in a sense, because they've stopped Metal Sonic. Eggman says, like, but I still have Sonic's data, so I can make another one and this time not actually give him a personality that's going to goof him up. And one of Eggman's own robots that he fired earlier that he was like, oh no, it malfunctioned. A little cute turtle yeah, yeah, swims yeah. up, grabs the CD, and explodes, and then everybody laughs. And then for some reason, everyone piles into Eggman's ship while the three heroes run away and uh-huh. start chasing after... like The Mare King and Sarah and Eggman all want to catch
0: Sonic all yeah. of a sudden? Which is just this weird, like, they're, they're basically all just like, wow, but that was really exciting, so let's keep going. Yeah. Like, let's keep s- hanging out together. It seems like they wanted to end on a note of, like, and everyone loves Sonic. And everybody's just fun, and we're, you know, even Eggman is just along for the ride yeah. now. Um, and that's when Sarah is yelling, like, yeah. marry me, Sonic. Right. Which is like, okay. And Eggman's like, I will get your data, and they're just, it's it basically shows that none of it has resolved actually
1: yeah which makes sense because that's yeah. that's sonic
0: yep and sonic's just fighting with knuckles a little bit about something silly like why did you kick me oh i kicked you no you they, know, they they devolve
1: back into their uh, sibling persona exactly which like knuckles and sonic and tails all have this very obvious like sibling persona
0: yeah and sonic basically goes oh well now that the serious threat is over we can go back to goofing and yeah and, and fighting with each other which is fine mm-hmm. um and that's the end and then a very good song plays i would like to touch briefly on eggman's ultimate data demise which is my favorite character from this movie? The turtle, the turtle rocket, mm-hmm. because there's a great scene where Eggman's like, "I'll get you, Tails," because Tails is flying in the in the uh, the tornado, mm-hmm. and Eggman flips open the hatches on the front of his car or his his jet, and little animals, like robot animals, come out. Three like, robot animals. What? There's a turtle, a pig, a pig, and like a chicken, and a well. It's like a hair. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. But yes. it looks kind of like a metal Pikachu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think of it as Bazooka Chu. Yeah, because it like launched. Yeah, it launches out. They've had, they have rockets on their their backside, so they're little <gasps> robot animals with rocket legs that are themselves bombs. Mm-hmm. And they have this like tortoise and the hair joke of like the rabbit hair Pikachu. Just shoots out really fast and blows up the tornado.
1: And the turtle just does like a very slow swim the turtle's in the air.
0: Just like, I'm going. I'm going. And Are the he- clo- and the pig has like the like stopwatch or something, right? And he's like waving a flag. Yeah, he's waving the flag. Like it's a race, and that's so funny. I love. There's a shot several minutes later where the turtle is just flying across the screen very slowly. It's like <laughs> he's still out there. He's still going, and I love that joke. And then mm-hmm. the fact that the turtle swims up. To Eggman, bites the CD, and then explodes. (laughs) It was so good. Good work. You know, sorry you had to go that way. But but it was very cute. That's one of the best long-range jokes I've ever seen.
1: Before we get into Metal Sonic, which will
0: eat the rest of my time, I do
1: want to talk about the animals, animal robots, Mm -hmm. and also Eggman's robots in this episode in general. Because this Eggman is explicitly very uncreative. Yes. Like, and I think that's an intentional part of his design mm. because all of his designs, all of his, uh, all of his robots, even his world are modeled after things he literally already knows. Yeah. Sonic, animals, uh, in this particular instance, a direct fable that he's pulling
0: from. Yes. Uh, his own face is a huge part of it. He just keeps making things that look like him. And, and I don't
1: his, think, yeah. I don't think that's because of his ego as much as it is because of his actual lack of creativity that's interesting he can only make he can only even he can only conceptualize of building things he already knows which are which are big rotund dudes Uh and animals yep because that's most of what he sees all the
0: time yeah and i think that's kind of a cool touch that's a cool way to have eggman Mm -hmm. as he is an inventor he is a creator of things but they are deeply derivative and ineffectual
1: yeah. And like the fact that he he's so beholden to repeating what he already knows that he will make a tortoise and a hare and the tortoise will be as like, <laughs> will be the tortoise. Like it'll be slow. It'll not, it's, he's not pulling like visually only. Yeah. He's like only able to recreate an idea that he's heard before.
0: And this vision of Eggman as a sort of a simple person who is good at making devices but doesn't know what to do with himself. And, yeah. and so I like I like imagining him. It's sad to think about, but I sort of like the image of him sitting at home in his workshop. And he's like, oh, oh, tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and then someone might be like, one of his robots might be like, Eggman, the tortoise missile does not need to be slow. And then he goes... Oh, oh, oh. I think it does. That's, <laughs> that's what it says right here. That's what it says in the story. I don't know. Well, like In the just... story, the slow turtle wins, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and in fact, it does in real life as well. Yeah, it
1: also wins. Yeah, I And even some of his behaviors could be explained away if we if we can extrapolate from the tortoise and the hare yeah. that he
0: is engaging with fictional media. He's enacting the fantasy of the wedding, even though he doesn't seem to know what a wedding is Not or exactly. what it's for. And like...
1: he's also enacting the being a bad guy. Yeah. Like he's just kind of... He's going through the motions of what it looks like a bad guy looks
0: like. Yeah, because that's the role that he's found for himself. Yeah. Uh, Which um, reminds me that we need to create more utopic visions of the future and more stories about people working together rather than people um, identifying with uh, Rick. Uh-huh. As an, a complete and total jagoff, who's the smartest person in the world,
1: in order to save Eggman in the future from becoming Eggman, exactly. just give him better stories.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you have to you have to critically challenge, like accepting uncritically a, a role from a story. Yes, which is sort of what Eggman does, mm-hmm. is a problem. Yeah, and, and there are people who envision themselves as like the hero or the Ayn Randian champion or whatever, without investigating what that really means and what the consequences are, and that's how we get in the <laughs> like. It's dangerous. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Let's let's talk about another very real topic.
1: Uh, yes, uh, and I feel like this deserves like music. It deserves a yes. uh, a segment title because I l- Let's talk about robots.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about robots.
1: The Metal Sonic. Yes. His whole character, everything we know about it, rests now on his only line of dialogue. Yeah. Which is, there's only one Sonic he declares as he effectively commits suicide. Yes. In this dramatic lava moment. Yeah. When Sonic could have saved his life. First of all, I did not expect this movie to go there. Nope. I, I didn't expect it to give him a line like that. Like... Of all of the things in this, that is the line designed to be the thing that you keep thinking about. Yep.
0: When the thing's over. It's made very special. Like, he and Sonic communicate a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. he k- talks in, like, beeps and chirps. Yeah. And Sonic understands him because they're connected. But then here he's, like, using language. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's harrowing, actually. It's like, woo. Spooky. And I want to start by, yeah. they refer to Sonic
1: and Metal Sonic as twins. Yes. I would actually like to... Consider yeah. that we look at Eggman and Sonic as Metal Sonic's parents. Whoa! Because I think that's actually a more yeah. useful way to look at it. Okay. Because what what we have is a is Sonic Sonic's being and character and ideals put inside of a uh, a body and in a series of impulses directed by Eggman. Yeah. So it is a it is a person that is being pulled between the idea of Eggman and the idea of Sonic. Whoa. Which. Metal Sonic. We don't get to see a lot of him having problems with morality because he is dealing with the definite uh, expression of just following Eggman's orders. We don't know if that's like built into some of his programming or what, but even when he is completely connected with Sonic, he listens to everything Eggman tells him to do and does it immediately. He does do stuff beyond that when he starts playing in Sonic's life like yes. when he starts going and looking at Sonic's clothes and
0: making someone else wear them because right he, that's the expression of liking the clothes that he interprets I would like to expand on that scene in my own mind mm-hmm. like Metal Sonic like holding out the shirt. And the owl being like, what do you want me to do, Sonic? And he's yeah. just like jiggling the shirt, you yes. know? Well, it, well, <laughs> or maybe pulling it over the owl's head. And I was like,
1: okay. Because they present that scene to us. They don't show it to right. us exactly, but they present it to us as like a horror scene. It's menacing. Where it seems like Metal Sonic is about to do some harm to the owl Exactly. Man. And then the next time we see the owl man, we find out that he's just made him wear clothes. He's been dressed up. <laughs> so this is like um, Metal Sonic feeling the feeling of I like this. Yeah. But not having the cultural framework to understand that he should put it on, that he would like it on him. He wants to look at it. He wants to see it. And so he puts it on someone else to wear, which is potentially, even if it is a direct mapping of Sonic's actual feelings, it's an idea that maybe uh, that is what Sonic wishes everyone was
0: wearing. He really wishes that was the style. (laughs) Please dress good, he's thinking. Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so even when they're fighting, Sonic is attempting to put more of himself onto this child, which uh, like fighting him and they, they talk a little bit. They express Sonic is excited by the challenge of someone who might be better than him. Right. Or at least on the same level. And Eggman is just trying to get metal Sonic to continue to do whatever he wants.
0: Yes. Whoa.
1: And metal Sonic, we have to assume throughout this whole exchange is grappling directly with his opinion of regular Sonic. Um, I also interesting thing in the dub that we were watching. Yeah. They, stop referring to him as metal sonic and just call him metal
0: yeah which i think is kind of cool that's cool
1: um be like the they all sort
0: of collectively decided that it's not useful to even use the name sonic for him that it's just metal sort of they're trying to differentiate him further from sonic Mm -hmm. in a certain way or that's not sonic even though it really kind of is yeah yeah
1: and i've i don't know a lot about this and i don't know a lot about the like theory or what people talk about but there is conversation around the idea of Defeating your parents, right? Or like yeah. overcoming them. Mm-hmm. And Metal Sonic from the beginning, that's literally what he's tasked with doing. Yeah. Like, congratulations, you're born, kill your dad. Destroy your father. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that's, and he's having to grapple with how much am I this person while also trying to rise above him? Yeah. um Is it okay that I'm so much like this thing, but also I'm furious that I'm so much like this thing and I have to take it down i have to be better than it yeah and is it possible for me to be better than it um and also is it possible for me to rise above the like cultural framework of me just being him
0: yeah Um, do i have my own identity at all yeah yeah and
1: and even though we don't get to see a lot of it happening for metal sonic Mm -hmm. we don't get to see a lot of stuff from his point of view we can in the one day he has imagine that he is going from okay i am i am me i have fought the the one who I am, and yeah. I have defeated them. So I am better than this thing that I am, but I don't really know what that is yet. So now I am going to go explore right. what that thing is that I'm better than, right? Because right? Right, he's already right. won. He, he knows that he's won, and he doesn't actually even know if Sonic's still around at this point, maybe. Yeah. Or he can sense it.
0: But um, then he's not a threat. Yes. It's like, I'll go be Sonic for a little
1: bit. Right, so he just goes and does. He just goes and uh, performs being Sonic when Sonic's not watching. Because right. when Sonic's there, he has to be fighting him. Right. Uh, so then he... Which I... I know that this is getting kind of... uh, Maybe this is not what this podcast is usually about. No, I like it. But it it makes me think about the way that we sometimes do engage with being, quote-unquote, being our parents. Sure. Which is that when they are directly in front of us, they are infuriating, right? Yeah. And not all the time, but a lot of the time seeing your own behaviors appear in this person that also raised you and realizing how much like them you are yeah. can be really frustrating. But then when you are not around them, it's easier to grapple with like, okay, what aspects of me that might be part of my parents aspects as well, what aspects do I want to dig further into? Like what aspects do I need to avoid? Right. It's a lot easier to grapple with like, what am I in relation to these two people when they aren't literally right there? No
0: kidding. And you find yourself manifesting traits and and behaviors whether you think about it or not mm-hmm. um and you, you have to go oh god what am i doing i'm doing it i'm doing the thing yeah um and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad but but sonic uh, only gets metal sonic only gets one
1: day right to like grapple with his identity yeah exactly before he's again pitted into a very serious situation because he's ostensibly following eggman's orders to like destroy the world
0: yeah and so when he, it's, it's almost like i think eggman's probably asleep Mm-hmm. While Metal goes and, like, tries on, you know, plays dress up. Yes. And then once Eggman wakes up, he's like, go destroy the ice, the glacier. Mm-hmm. And then Metal has, he just does it. Yeah. And he does it so fast and effectively. And he has that, as you mentioned earlier, he's like Sonic, but not lazy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if he's given an order, done. Which I think
1: gives us some conversation around, potentially, Sonic's laziness. And Sonic's, uh, Sonic's laziness being intrinsically tied to his morality. Yeah. Because if this made anything clear it's that if sonic wanted to he could so easily be the ultimate bad guy yes he could just win yep like he he the only person
0: that can give sonic a run for his money is literally a a copy of himself right who has um like a jet turbine for a heart Mm -hmm. and also doesn't have to wear gloves and so we can see sonic's natural claws Yes. <laughs> like that's another thing we learned in this episode but is sonic that must have giant claws he must have giant claws because metal sonic is a perfect copy <laughs> and that's why sonic wears the big squishy gloves so that he can touch other beings and not destroy not stab directly through them yeah
1: well, <laughs> i wonder well i really wonder if the, the what we are to take from this mm-hmm. is that sonic's the thing that keeps sonic from the, the thing that makes sonic a hero is his lack of personal drive
0: right his, like, his lack of controlling ambition
1: there's no he has no ambition yeah and is so comfortable with exactly what he is that yeah. he doesn't need to
0: be any more than that and that's beautiful mm-hmm. like if you're in a position where you can do that like do it that's yeah. life that's, that's amazing like beat you know go chill on a beach if you can but right? metal
1: sonic is denied that yes t- by two things the one of them being the fact that he's being given direct orders by a parent. Right. And then the other thing being that because Sonic already exists, he can't be that. He can't be comfortable being Sonic because he is aware of <sighs> someone else already filling that role. Right. And so it creates this impossibility for him to just find, even though, again, we only see a day of it, creates kind of an impossibility to find comfort and relaxation in who you are when you are constantly confronted with this other
0: person that is already who you are. He tries to go home. He tries to go home and, like, be in his own room. Like, he must remember being Sonic and yeah. sleeping in their island base. He and at least feels the it. Beach. Yeah. He's got some knowledge of that mm-hmm. and then recognizes that he can't, or he's diverted from it by Eggman's orders or something. But yes. And then probably also recognizes like, no, I can't stay here because when tails and knuckles come back, they're going to fight me. Mm-hmm. I'm Sonic, but they're going to fight me. Good God. <laughs> and
1: also because I think it's just natural that it's more difficult to be comfortable with yourself if you're having to watch it all the time like if you're having to literally look at it all the time Mm -hmm. which gives us maybe some insight into shadow as well that like it would make sense that it would be difficult for shadow to be around sonic the hedgehog all the time because sonic the hedgehog is constantly performing this confidence and surety that shadow doesn't feel and only feels it less when he sees sonic do dumb stuff right like no what do you i can't be like that because i'm watching you be like that and it's obviously imperfect
0: so i'm not allowed to do the same thing that you're doing but people keep comparing them and he's Mm -hmm. he starts out yeah it's very interesting even the beginning of sonic adventure 2 is yeah you're a copy right exactly (laughs) whoa and sonic as this like identity driven like his personality is the character Mm -hmm. he's just this like raw id kind of like yeah let's do it Mm -hmm. i don't want to do anything now (laughs) let's do something else um is put in conflict with other entities whose identities are tied to that yeah and reverses of it or Mm -hmm. like extrapolations on him and from from silver to shadow to metal like all of these other hedgehogs yeah who are like, I'm not like you. They, they, wow, they, that is a rec- recurring theme. Yeah,
1: and also because I guess it is that Sonic is all of their dads, right? Like, so- yeah. <laughs> Sonic is the dad <laughs> to all of these people who are all like half another villain like in the fact that like yeah. sonic silver is sonic plus iblis right that yep. like the expression of iblis changes what sonic could be right and that's silver and right. the same with shadow is that sonic is shadow plus the destruction of the moon like <laughs> the, i i just i for, on a meta level when you're like crafting a story yeah the problem with sonic like the the issue with having sonic relate to any other character in the sonic world is that every other character is built as a derivative of the base of ...of Sonic. He's... Sort of like with Mario. Yeah. Where... Yeah. ...where there's that joke that we've talked about a couple times on here, which is about, like, Waluigi being the flip of Mario flipped again. Right. Um, it is... ...that idea in every aspect of the sonic world because you're building from this one main character that definitely has to be there and he also has to be confident and he has to be really powerful and strong and so even if you make someone that's similar to him there has to be a butt there which means he will always be in harsh conflict with any of the people that are in his universe he's not just metal
0: sonic he's meta sonic
1: <laughs> i'm meta l sonic <laughs>
0: I'm here to sell you some uh, washing machines. I'm here to sell you some high-level concepts and abstractions. (laughs) Oh, man, that's really good. Like, that's a super interesting thing that I'm going to need to think more about.
1: Yeah, I think this conversation has gone a little all over the place, but it's just a lot of the feelings that this OVA has inspired in me.
0: In addition, we haven't even touched on the, like, basic things of, like, uh, robot rights and how do you frame like an automaton in uh, relation to its creator and that's something I know you think a lot about and, it, that, and that I like talking to you about and
1: in, this, and in this case this is actually a really good tiny example of that that we d- they don't dig deep into because it's not the point of the story right. but is in there in this there is only one Sonic what we are forced to reckon with especially when sorry you, sorry, you cued me you did it well,
0: especially when I want it <laughs> give it to me <laughs>
1: Especially when we're forced to decide for ourselves whether or not that's true. Because that's what that does. When that's the only thing we've had him say, and when we watch him die afterwards, we have to take, we have to sit there and think, like, what does, what do I think about what he said? Right. Like, first of all, what do I think it means? And second of all, do I think it's true? Yep. So, what does it mean? It seems clear that Metal Sonic has decided, uh, well, actually, there are two major possibilities of the way you could interpret this yeah one of them could be metal sonic refusing to live in a world with regular sonic Mm -hmm. because he believes he's the only true sonic Uh uh-huh that's a that's a possible expression of this is a i know i am sonic and continuing to exist next to you will will be frustrating yes that's a potential expression what's the other The other side of it being that uh he has acknowledged and decided that he does not deserve to exist in this world because there is already a version of him that he would be like stepping on by existing like that there is only one sonic and it's you so the fact that i'm a pretender means that
0: i just shouldn't be here i recognize that i'm um a distortion and like an extra i am the the um there's the uh um philosophical concept of the like the excess Mm -hmm. or something that exceed like anyway um he's like i I, there's no place for me Mm -hmm. another version of or another source of that Sense might be Sonic's like intense sense of self, yeah, and of being the one and only Sonic. Mm-hmm. That Metal Sonic couldn't escape that, like, emotional grounding.
1: Well, but but if we we're to take that they are connected literally, yeah, then more than just seeing Sonic feeling that way, he's got to be feeling Sonic would be, yeah, Metal Sonic would be feeling that way. Metal Sonic would also believe, I am. The one, right? Which is why I still think there's a there's an argument there for this to be a little less like easily easy to wrap up in a bow right. of like, oh, I think that you're the real one, and so I need to disappear. And it could it could really genuinely be a spiteful decision of like, I, if I ex- if I continue to exist, we will constantly be in combat, and that's right. not worth it to me.
0: Right? Exactly. Um. Oh, and maybe. We can't kill each other because of this connection. Right. Like this is a dichotomy that's gonna continue to exist. Mm-hmm. And but the fact that I've accidentally fallen into the lava, I'm just gonna stop you from saving me.
1: Yeah. Like. That's the only way I will stop this. And if, if we take that he's a robot, if we if we think that he has a like faster processing like sure. power than maybe Sonic does himself, right. and also Metal Sonic, like Shadow, is kind of presented as a Sonic who's thinking, right? Like, <laughs> which,
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Is that Metal Sonic could have already surmised, like, this will just keep happening. In right. the same way that Eggman says, I'm just going to make another one. Metal Sonic has opted out of the cycle. Yes. In a way that, like, is very sad. It R- is really sad. Realizing that Metal Sonic knew in that moment he would never be free of this
0: conflict Oof. and decided to pull himself out of it is super sad. It is really sad. And it sucks because... Tails probably could have changed some of his, you know, configuration yeah. stuff to give him his own identity or to let him be separate. Mm-hmm. Like the, but, but imagine, then, but then, ima- yeah, but then Eggman makes another one. Right. And then all of a sudden there are three of them.
1: Right. And then Metal Sonic has to deal with being the, the, the father of another thing. Like, the, the, and there's a further derivative now for me to compete with and deal yep.
0: with. Gosh. There's also the possibility that Metal Sonic doesn't work if Sonic dies. That's also possible. Like Eggman can make automatons who appear to have like independent intelligence, mm-hmm. but they don't seem that smart. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Um so his technology may not be that sophisticated and it is also possible whether they realize it or not that if Metal Sonic killed regular Meat Sonic, that he would like cease to exist. He would not work anymore. And that would and be- So there still needs to be one Sonic because we're great. <laughs> right. Well, and that actually that comes up sometimes when you're talking about making
1: robots, and when you're talking about cloning, that the evidence for... I don't necessarily agree with this, but the the evidence for the, like, quote-unquote original being the more valuable of the two is that the First could exist without the second, but the second could not have existed without the first. Which, yeah. Which is, which, like, I don't agree with and yeah, don't think I'm is reading. actually a, m- a very moral way to look at it. Right. It's not a good, mo- because in, by that definition, uh every parent is worth more than their children.
0: Right. Like, which a lot of boomers believe, but, <laughs> like, isn't true. Like, mm-hmm. and you should aspire for your children to exceed you.
1: It's just a sci fi extrapolation of the I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's exactly what like, that
0: cloning argument wow, is and that robotic no argument is. And, and and it commoditizes the the self like you commoditize an identity you go okay well there was one of you and that was worth something mm-hmm. but now we can just make as many as we want yeah so you inherently lose some of your value unless mm-hmm. we like double down on an ideology of like identity and self-worth that <laughs> you know well,
1: you also just you maybe think of a, a sonic world where enough metal sonics get made that have enough different jobs yeah. that uh that sonic is no longer special right that Ooh. that there's a which i guess is a little bit the argument that people have against not liking there being so many characters in the sonic universe oh interesting there a lot of people believing there is only one sonic why right. do you, why are you giving me all these other ext- extrapolations
0: on him yeah people i there was a quote about forces i think that's just like i don't want to play as all these other cartoon animals <laughs> i've read recently it's like what what
1: yeah there's only one song they're
0: cool though mm-hmm. and being able to accept a multiplicity of people onto your team yeah is a, is a powerful idea and something necessary for the survival of the human race and <laughs> like we need each other and we need to go cool i'm not the only one
1: but but sonic's personal shorty and the shorty of his creators to continue making games about him even when they're bad and to power forward putting him in stuff even when they can't and making merchandise of him is an infectious it's an infectious idea of worth yeah that just by virtue of the fact that there's so much of sonic he must be valuable which is kind of what we've based this podcast on
0: that is exactly why we started this wow there's a lot of this stuff there must be something there
1: (laughs) Exactly. Which is not necessarily true. No. I do think that this universe has given us a lot to mine. Yeah. But Sonic as an individual character, and even evidenced by the by his origin yes. of being like a random series of traits made up by somebody in during a competition exactly. to, to be inspired by ideals in the 90s by a couple of random right. political... Like he is a... He is an amalgamation of a bunch of random possibilities that just by virtue of being continually used and reused is
0: apparently valuable. Sonic himself is a kind of like Metal Mario construct, Mm -hmm. right? We will make a mascot who is better, stronger, faster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, which we talked about before, that makes it so that none of his side characters are ever allowed to outshine him. Because if they ever do outshine him, then it cuts away from the... makes it it draws into question whether or not he should continue to be the main character of everything and whether or not he should continue to be whether or not he deserves to be the most important video game character of all time which by virtue yeah. of being his creator you want
0: him to be you want him to be and you got to let go and and the the there's silver shadow metal are all theoretically maybe they were created by other people who have to work in this universe yeah and they have they contain that insecurity of can I make a character uh-huh. as compelling as as sonic himself uh-huh. um which you can't do No, when, when Sonic's
1: entire purpose for existing is to be pure compelling. Like, right. that's he's just supposed to be compelling, and that's, like, why right. he's created and why he's there.
0: Golly! Lee. <laughs> and one of the healthy, like, psychological things I've learned, thinking about parents and your relationship to your parents, mm-hmm. is, is I've read that people say, the harder you think about, oh, no, I don't want to be my mom or dad in mm-hmm. this way the more you're fixating on that behavior and yeah. the more likely that behavior is to come out. Mm-hmm. You got to let go and go, it's fi- I accept who I am. I accept where I come from. I accept what, I'll, you know, yeah. I accept these things. And then, uh, you know, let your own identity go Mm -hmm. and the farther sonic gets or the the farther sonic's other characters get away from original sonic the better it is yes and the more specialized sonic can get the better it is but that's Mm kind of what i don't like about the beginning of boom that we watched where sonic has to be
1: the one to save the day
0: and everybody Mm -hmm. else has to be an idiot
1: one of the best parts of sonic x is that it's clear that sonic is a piece of that team he's not the team Exactly. Everybody else isn't revolving around him in Sonic X. That's one of the reasons why it was fun to watch. It's great. So,
0: yeah. And at the very beginning of this, we liked the the beginning of the OVA because Sonic and Tails worked in tandem. Mm -hmm. They were a team. They were both effective. Yes. And they had their own little weaknesses, but they worked well together. And that's a beautiful thing. I think I feel like that about us. I I think we're a cute little team. i the same thing. I like (laughs) i (laughs) like it when we work together and it's like just not the same without you (laughs) thanks everybody for listening yeah and it's not the same without all of you yes listening and talking to us and thanks for everything you are
1: the silver and rouge and omega and shadow of our lives you are too show (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening i think that's all we have time for today
0: oh yeah that's it uh thanks to dave donkin and goodnight productions Mm -hmm. for our theme song uh, thanks to Bulby for interstitial music. Thanks Ooh. to the composers of the soundtrack of the OVA, which is amazing. Gosh, you it's so good. If you have not listened to the OVA soundtrack in a minute, get thee to a YouTube or a vinyl disc. There's and-
1: one particular song during the action sequences that I kept singing along to because it's got this one really good like, like riff. Uh,
0: it's really good altogether. And we yeah. partway through, we we're like, there's too much good music in Sonic. <laughs> How does Sonic always have so much good music?
1: Oh, speaking of which, we really need to do an episode where we get somebody on here who knows some more about Sonic music. Ooh. We need to do that too. I know we've heard a little I bit about some people that worked somebody on body in mind. Yes. I think we need to do an episode about that pretty soon. Great. let let us do. I think that might be all I have. Oh, I guess I haven't mentioned it yet. And oh. this will be like two weeks in the future. My novel is out. You can buy it at Barnes & Noble, you can buy it at from your local independent bookstore, you can buy it online. If you yep. order it from avidbookshop.com, I'll actually get to sign it and it's send it to you.
0: It's called Top Elf by mm-hmm. Caleb Zane Hewitt it's and a, it is a real treat. It's
1: about a competition to be Santa Claus and if you want to see whether any of my opinions about how to write and how to make art actually come through when I'm literally doing it, then check it out.
0: Throwing down the gauntlet. I think you did. I think you <laughs> and and you've learned a lot through the process of working on that book yeah. and our conversations have played into that and mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be a part of it. Yeah. And to see you see you grow and change. Oh, my sweet boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, the book is good, so get a copy. It's super cute, and it's a great gift for Christmas. Get a copy for your kids. Get mm. a copy for your
1: grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt.
0: I'm Nick Splendor. And, and you're too show Show. Wah.
1: Gotta hit those. Uh, Gotta hit that. Wah. The consonants. Wah. <laughs> Wario. You're to show. Wah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Excellent.
1: <laughs> I am
0: a Wario, and I'm a gonna podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi the wiener. Speaking of Wario, is he gonna show up in Odyssey, you think? Oh, please. Please. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Waluigi! Super please, Super Mario Wadasi. <laughs> Super <laughs> Mario Wadasi. <see. laughs> he's got like a uh, like instead of a top hat spaceship. He's got what does he have? Like a butt. Like it's a big. butt. Like it's a big butt hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a butt. It's overalls. It's it's, like it's overalls. a fedora, it's a fedora with a butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> Wario. Uh. And
1: Waluigi's ship is just that he holds on to the side of Mario's and screams (laughs) while they float through space. (laughs) I I cheat. cheat.